You're listening to a sermon originally recorded by Schweitzer United Methodist Church in Springfield, Missouri. Check us out online at sumc.co. And if this sermon blessed you, be sure to share it with someone else. Thank you so much for listening. Now, on to the message. Communities are built when people gather around shared values or purpose. For us, we gather to celebrate what Jesus has done for us and to encourage each other in our faith. We believe church is a gift, but how can we make it even better? We're going back to the basics as we explore what it means to do life together. Life Together, where we are focusing on five verses. And so we're going to look at those five verses first thing this morning. I invite you to pull out your Bible or look at the screen with me. And so we're in a place in Matthew 22, 34 through 40. And in this place, the Pharisees and the Sadducees are trying to ask Jesus a bunch of questions to kind of trap him in whatever his answer is. So one of them, the expert in religious law, tried to trap him with a question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Equally important is loving God. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law... And all that demands, all the demands of the prof, prophets are based on these two commandments. So, the equal part, just as much as loving God, is to love your neighbor as yourself. So the first week we talked about loving God, and last week we talked about loving our neighbor, and this week we're focusing on loving ourselves. You excited? You sound excited as I was when I figured out that that's the part that I was going to teach on. So, um, teaching on loving yourself. So, when I found out that, I was like, oh boy, this is not going to be easy because how do I have anything to offer you when, when I look in the mirror, I can't truthfully say that I love myself. And so, I actually did this. I went to the mirror and thought, okay, do I love the person staring back at me? And the answer is no. I was looking at and all caught up in everything that I was lacking. I thought, oh my gosh, I am not thin enough. I'm not smart enough. Um, I don't enjoy the way I look. I'm nervous to put on a swimsuit and go jump in the pool with my kids. I don't like the number on the scale. So I'm just stuck here in this place of all the things I'm lacking. I'm like, man, I'm just not enough. I I can't do this. I could fake just getting really sick before Sunday, and I'll have the flu or something, right? So I was so caught up in that place, and I went to a friend of mine who has done a lot of work, and she is so confident. And I said, you know, I just really need you to go on a walk with me. We just need to talk through this. I need to figure out something. I have to have something to offer someone. And as we were doing that, and I was telling her everything, she was like, man, you are all caught up in this wrong kind of thing. And I was like, what do you mean? 
And she said, now the commandment says to love your neighbor as yourself. Do you think God really cares about the way your neighbor looks in his swimsuit? Or if your neighbor's attractive? Or what your neighbor looks like even? And I'm like, duh, excuse me. Of course not. God doesn't care about those things. So then I had to start searching. Okay, so God cares about what's going on on the inside of me. That's not a very pretty place either. I got a lot of work to do on my soul too. So in thinking through that, I'm like, I've, I've got to start looking at what am I going to venture into? What do I need to start doing to love my soul? And I thought, there is no better story in scripture to look at than the anointing of David for this. So I'm, I'm just going to talk you through it. But it, it's, Sam, it's 1 Samuel 16. And so if you're not familiar with David um, or the anointing of David, this is kind of our first look at him. So you're in a good place this morning to start learning about King David. But the way this happens is Saul is the king, and God is just done with him. He said, you've screwed up too many times. I'm done with you. I'm going to move on, and we're going to find a new king. So Samuel, who is a religious leader, um, God asked him to go and to find a new king to anoint. So that's what he does. He goes into Bethlehem. And he's told to find a man named Jesse, who has eight sons. So that's where he's at. He's on a quest for Jesse. He comes to Jesse, and they kind of have a covert operation going on so that Samuel doesn't find out, or so that Saul doesn't find out what Samuel's doing. So Samuel goes to Jesse, and he's looking at his sons, right? He's got seven of his sons there. And so he's looking one of them is very tall and handsome and masculine, and, and he looks very noble like he would be a king, right? And so Samuel's like, well, surely this is the king. But then God says to him, and we're in verse 7 there. God says to him, but the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height. I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. He doesn't see things the way we see them. People judge by the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Man, I just had to sit there in that scripture and remind myself of that. God's not looking at what I look like, right? That's not how he weighs his love for me. There is no weighing his love for me. I've got to figure out how to love my soul, what God is worried about, my soul and taking care of myself. So to finish up that story, Samuel is looked at all seven of his sons, and so he says, you have eight sons, where's the eighth one? And they're like, well, he's out, he's out in the field, he's out in the pasture taking care of the sheep, he's the youngest boy. And so Samuel says, go get him. When he walks in, I can only imagine what Samuel was thinking, because he probably smelt bad, he was out with all the, the sheep, he's a young boy, but this is the one that God has anointed and he has called him king. So Samuel anoints him, and he's the next king. So we have got to get out of this place where we are caught up in what we look like on the outside and do some work on the inside. So that's where I was. I was like, okay, I've got to do this work because I know I still aren't, I'm still not in a place where I love my soul. 
So what do I got to do? So I started reading books and reading scripture and, and having a lot of conversations with people that I thought, that's a confident woman or that's a confident man. So I started having these conversations with them, trying to take in stuff, finding tools that I could start to do the work on what I need to do to start to love my soul. So then I started reading these books, and um, who of you are familiar with Brene Brown? Have you heard that name? All right, so a lot of people, um, she is an author, and she's also a researcher, but she does a different kind of research. She does story research, so she sits down one-on-one with people, listens to their story, and takes in information. And um, I've read three of her books in the last couple of weeks, and one thing that really stuck out to me is she said, people that love themselves, 90% of people that love themselves do one thing really great, just one thing, and they're grateful. They're good at gratitude. So she is basically saying, I thought, okay, so if I start focusing on all the good things going on in my life, I can get to a better place. I have to change the real in my mind so that I'm starting to be grateful. And 1 Thessalonians says, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstance, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In all circumstances. Not when life is just really good. It's rosy outside, I love it, my life's going well, I'm going to give thanks. But in all circumstances, when life is crappy, when it's not going well, when everything is going wrong, I have to find the good so that I can start to focus there, so I can start to focus on the good in my soul, around me, and the people that I love. I gotta get to that place. And so, in thinking through that piece of it, and thinking through gratitude, and finding that place, that's the first tool I started with. That's the first place I started with, okay, I've gotta get to this place where I can be thankful for all things hard to do when you haven't loved yourself in a long time. So a lot of you have heard of the golden rule, do unto others as you would do unto yourself, right? I don't think that that's a very good rule because in my reality, I need to switch it and I need to say, I need to do unto myself as I do unto others, right? Most of the things that I would say to myself, I would never say to somebody else. I would never tell my friend some of the things I say to myself. I am my worst critic. I treat myself the worst, right? And so in Ephesians it says, don't use foul and abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be encouraging to those who hear them. When I thought about that, I'm like, duh, myself too. I have to say good and helpful things to myself. I can't abuse myself. I use abusive language to myself all the time. You know those days where you're like, I'm just, I'm just going down into this pit when you're saying everything that you're lacking. I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good wife. I screw up everything. You know those days? Or am I the only one that has them? Okay. Because in those days, I have to flip the switch And this is the next tool that has helped me so much over the last couple weeks. And it's diving into scripture and returning to what the truth is. 
So in just in these last couple weeks, when I start doing that, when I start looking at all my faults, all the things I don't like about myself, I just started saying, no, that's not true. I'm a child of a king. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am beautiful. I am loved. I am cherished. I got to stop the negative talk and return to what's true about me. So that's just what I did. I just started diving into scripture and looking at all of this truth that was in there about myself. What does God say about me? Because I only love myself because God first loved me. And I have to get back to that place, back to the basics. One good friend of mine um, several months ago, I always call him a conduit for the Holy Spirit because when he's around, man, I just, I feel it. I feel the Holy Spirit. He's just, it's an amazing to be around him. But several weeks ago, actually several months ago, he was in a bad place, a dark place. And man, he started calling me and saying, I don't know if God's real. I don't know if I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit. What if I've been making it up this whole time? What if he is not really talking to me? You know, I just, I doubt that he's even there or if he even loves me. He was under attack really bad. And so he's done a lot of work and he started carrying a truth journal with him. It's just like a little book that he keeps with him. And he just writes down truth, all of its truth in there. And he said, this has really helped me. This has helped me to be able to return to what I know is true. Every time that that, I start playing that in my mind that, man, God's not talking to me and I start doubting stuff, I can return to what's true. And he says, recently, I've been putting like when God moves and I know that it's him and it's the Holy Spirit, I write down that situation so I know God's actually working in my life. He is there. He is real. I am hearing from the Holy Spirit. So he just keeps returning to truth over and over again, holding that truth with him. I think that's a great idea. It's a great place to be, to keep returning to Scripture, keep returning to truth. And so this morning, that's kind of what I've hoped to have provided for you. Um, when, if you were like me, like I had no idea where to start. And I started with songs because there's so many great worship songs out there that have wonderful truths in them. And that's what speaks to me. But I didn't know where to go in scripture. So this morning in your bulletin, there is a card stock um, for you. And it just starts out, Dear Father. And at the back of it, it has a place for you to put your name. And I hope that you would keep this, keep this in your Bible or on the fridge. But all of it is scripture. All of it is truth. And it's a wonderful love letter from you to God, just all over truth and what he says about you and what he claims you as. So I hope that you hold on to that. I hope that you read through it and keep returning to it because it's a great truth that we need to hold on to. The last piece of loving yourself, which there again, I'm not very good at, but we got to get there, is forgiving ourselves. And in forgiveness, what has helped me so much is confessing my sins to other people and just having the strength, ability, and the belief that when I ask forgiveness, when I lay it at Jesus' feet, 
I don't have to pick it up. And that it is, it is done, it is forgiven. So many people, I used to say a long time ago, you know, it's, I can believe that God can forgive me, but I can't forgive myself. The reality is that I'm just making myself out better than God, if that's the truth. I've got to lay it down, and I can't pick it up, and i got to ask for forgiveness. So I'm just going to give us some space this morning, just right now, to search your heart. And if there's something there that you need to ask forgiveness for, let's just do it. So God says that we have the power to forgive each other and to relieve each other of our sins. So brothers and sisters, whatever you have laid down, do not pick up because you are forgiven. You are forgiven. This morning, I hope that you can come and receive communion in a new way. We should be asking forgiveness each time we do that, but I hope you just feel relieved of that. I hope you can start this journey to starting to love yourself. If that was your honest place this morning, we can walk through that together and get into a better place.